the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. Remember, we have a short show for you today because we are being preempted because of the hockey game. But we are... Thrilled that Dan Sater's on today, our credit expert. How are you? Happy President's Weekend, Dan. Well, happy President's Weekend to you, Dottie. We're glad that you're on. Now, you were going to tell us about a bankruptcy rating or not? Well, you're talking about uh, a bankruptcy score. Score. Actually, the bankruptcy score has been around for about 20 years. Uh, Consumers never going to be able to see or get a hold of their bankruptcy score at this point, anyway. Uh, but the bankrupt- even is a top secret. Yeah, it's just used by the lenders. Uh, unlike the FICO scoring model, which they figure uh, you're entitled to see and and understand, uh, the bankruptcy score is unique because it's designed to predict the likelihood of you filing bankruptcy in the next 24 months. And the bankruptcy score actually works the opposite of a FICO score because the lower the score, the better you are. And primarily, it looks for three major things. Um, It lowers your score when you start having large balances on your credit cards, um, when you go for using a higher percentage of your credit cards, and especially if you have an excessive number of inquiries and new applications uh, combined with multiple missed payments, um, it anticipates that you're more likely to uh, file bankruptcy. Okay, so it, it 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 helps the lender determine that you know you probably are not somebody that they should lend money to. Yeah, it's all about protecting the the lender, you know, and saving the money. But you know, it's really only one of about eight different scores that are also uh, out there that are used for very specific purposes. Uh, You have things like an application score, which includes all your information, your income, your assets, and things of that nature. Uh, They also run a revenue score on you, which indicates how profitable your account will be to them. the collection company. They run a revenue so on, on how profitable, meaning. Yeah, in other words, if they're going to, they, they, it the revenue score is designed to determine if they're going to make money from you. You know, there's a lot of people that use credit and they pay off the the card every month, and the companies uh, 
don't see a lot of revenue and they they don't make a lot of money from these things. So they're always looking for the people that um, are going to make them more profitability where they can get more uh, interest payments uh, from them over the years. So you, they, they score you on these things. Right. Well, you know, Dan, it was, uh, it was Valentine's uh, Day last week, so I do the kind of a, a Valentine's Day show. And so they uh, they were... They had polled a lot of people asking, well, what's the most important qualities uh, in looking for a future spouse or somebody that you're going to hook up with? And the credit score, unfortunately, was one of them. And I was doing a show on TV, like some, you know, something on real estate. And I was in the green room waiting to go on. And um, there was a guy in there, and his he had a dating site. That was for, by credit scores. Okay? And I said, excuse me? By credit scores? He said, yeah. He said, because people who, who pay their bills on time, because once you're married, like somebody else's credit's going to screw you up. So people that pay things on time and are, are, are conscientious about paying bills don't really want to be with someone who's not. You know, it's interesting, Dottie, how many clients sit in front of me and they never really asked each other what their credit scores were. So when they're applying for a mortgage, and let's just say client number one has a credit score of, let's say, six something, you know, they start arguing in front of you and it's just an awkward (laughs) moment. You You know, know, Dottie wants them to do it on the first date. (laughs) Well, I say, well, I did, I no, I told people, don't bring up what's your credit score as the first date. Wait for the second. But well, why waste your time with a deadbeat? Okay, why? But but you know, Dan. Hey, hey some de- deadbeats are nice people too. Hot. You know. But Dan, really, I was. T- I and again, I I can't emphasize. That's why I love when you come on. Is you can come on as much as possible because I don't think people realize how much credit affects everything you do, and it doesn't have to be a house. It could be a, a car payment or a car you're buying or. A credit card, like a, a interest rate on a credit card that you get, um, it's so so important. Well, you know, I, I did an infographic a couple of years ago about this, and I just took into account on car loans, home mortgages, and credit cards. Uh, difference between people that have very poor credit and people that have great credit, and over a five year period, the difference in interest payments was thirty nine thousand dollars. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so in other words, what you're doing is you're staying behind the eight ball and you're staying in debtor's hell because you're paying out so much extra money uh, over the years uh, for interest, for added interest, you know, because you're uh, considered a bigger risk. Yeah, this is something that a lot of people don't know. You know, when I, I really mean, when I teach this to this. the new, uh, to, you know, I cre- teach credit. Uh, and finance to you know young like high school students out in Long Island, the volunteer thing. And they, they just have no idea. They're like, "What do you mean it affect, it costs you money? It costs you money when you rent a car. Everything it's it's harder. It's more expensive." Well, I'm glad credit. that they're teaching that in high school now because I know they didn't teach it when I was in high school. No, they didn't. We didn't learn anything about that. We anymore. didn't really learn anything about that, and people yeah. really don't realize how important it is, Dan. And so that's why, like, you really should always call Dan and. We're we're designing a, a, and I will put it on when I get it done. I have a uh, uh, an app now. It's Ion Real Estate. You can get it at the uh, iPhone. You can get it at the store at the iPhone store. And 
one at you can get now our shows as the last four or five. I've just started with it. Uh, so it's not complete yet because I've been so busy. But, uh, yeah, we'll make sure to put your number. But for, for our listeners, because we have an abbreviated show, so you'll have to come back. Because really, very, very important. I just can't emphasize it enough. Uh and Dan will really give you the ABCs of how you should start, why you should start. Dan, what is how's the best way to reach you? Your website again? Well, the best uh, email for me email creditguy at yahoo dot com. Now that's easy to remember. Uh, creditguy at used to have the worst email in the world. Yahoo dot com. <laughs> creditguy at yahoo dot com. And Dan will be back. We have a short show. We only have another ten minutes. I want him to be able to get his. Uh, his information. But Dan, thank you so much and we'll you'll be on teaching everyone the ABCs of credit. Okay. We'll be right back. Appreciate it. Uh, I just lost my speakers. So uh, Ace. I was going to ask you if the, what are the interest rates now? Right now interest rates are hovering right around four and a half percent. Okay. So if they were to go to five Yeah. I, I mean, a good calculation for our listeners here is if interest if interest rates go up by one percent, you so take five hundred thousand and take an interest rate of four percent as opposed to five percent. It's actually a three hundred dollar difference on the monthly payment. And what kind and of if you take a million dollars for that example mm-hmm. at four percent as opposed to five percent, it's it's actually right around seven hundred dollar difference in payment. So it's a huge huge um, difference. Mm-hmm. On the um, on on a one percent in- increase on rate. Go go go! You have to talk. I can't talk. So, basically, um, right now, you know, I, I think if rates actually go up to five percent or higher, um, we're going to see a lot of folks that are actually on the fence really start to 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 just come into the marketplace and and really look into purchasing yeah. homes because. You know, it's been right around three and a half percent for quite some time. So yeah. right now, with rates going up to five, it's um, or could could be going up to five. It's going to definitely make people, you know, get off that fence and really go into. And again, yeah. more people are jumping out because if they were looking for a home, they're trying to expedite that so that they, you know, they get in before it goes up. Not that five is terribly horrible or anything like that, and we don't see uh, the demand slacking off at five, but. If you can save some money and you find a home that you like or an apartment that you like, you should really do it. I've I've been telling everyone, Dottie, right now it's the ideal time, right? We ha- we sort of have that perfect storm where, you know, rates are still fairly low. It's creeping up just a little bit, but it's still very low. And well, it should remind people, yeah. too, you know, we had such a long period of very low interest rates. I yes. think we all got very spoiled by it. And we kept telling people, you know, it's not going to last forever. And... Uh, as the rates start to tick up now, it actually has pushed a lot of people into the market who had been wringing their hands because they realize that it's probably only going to go in one direction. Um, yeah, and, and everyone's been very complacent, very comfortable, yeah. and I think people are starting to realize, you know, the market is right is is increasing. So. Well, I am not because I didn't realize it was uh, only eleven thirty shows. So you'll have to wait to hear what you should do till next week about love and marriage. And what you should do before you buy, if you're going to move in with somebody and buy a home together, uh, because we have a very shortened show. But I thought I would take another question, um, and this question is from Instagram, 
And if it was from Fadaf, Fadaf, I can't read what they wrote. Faraga. Anyhow, the question is, when a bigger development, this is another great question, when a bigger development, both mixed residential and commercial, comes to a neighborhood, how does it affect the price in that area? Does it drop because of the increase in inventory or rise due to the higher prices of the new development of the neighborhood? That's really a great Mm -hmm. question, I have to say. I'm going to go through that. You want to take a stab at that, Jerry? Yeah, so, you know, economics teaches that if you increase the supply without changing the demand, so if you increase the number of units available, then overall the the, the price should drop. But the the interesting thing here is that uh, if the, the new development is coming in and it's just priced higher because of amenities and finishes and things like that, and therefore it's demanding more in the marketplace, it's also going to have an increased impact on the surrounding area because it's what we call a good comp. So even if you live next door to the property, although yours is not as nice as theirs, the fact that there's comps right next door to you that are higher priced will tend to, you know, sort of, uh, you know, rising tide lift all boats is the theory that, that that comp actually helps you. Yeah, so let me make it, to answer the question, if they're building higher-priced homes than yours is, and it, it mixed use, and a lot of it's mixed use because the, the developers are trying to put in the amenities that people want, which would be which some commercial smart, yeah. things, uh, that is going to make your values go up. However, it won't make your values go down because it, it brings the whole neighborhood up. Look at what's happened at Long Island City when they started building developments, okay? However... People kind of like new today. So uh, I think we had a call last week that had something where she was competing with some new development in Brooklyn or something of that nature. Now, if you're pricing your home the same price and you have a resale and it's not new and it doesn't have the and the building doesn't have the same amenities, you'll sell it, but obviously, you are not going to get the same price as them. But anything that is higher than your prices is really good. It makes an area go up. The more they upgrade an area, the more and the more commercial, the more that you see them investing money in buildings, the more likely that area is to go up. So, but it's a fair. It's a really a good question. Now, once in a while, that won't work if we're if you're kind of in a market where there's an oversupply. But when we were in the recession, if you lived in Manhattan or anywhere, you saw that the developers stopped developing. They didn't, they didn't really do anything much. They weren't building and growing. And one of the things that I tell people to look for when you're looking for areas, you, you know, if you're looking in an area and you see everything's boarded up, all the stores are boarded up there, like the shopping centers are out of business, and you don't see anything new coming up, that's not a good sign. Okay, but if you see new stores opening up, new construction, if you start to see things, uh, that means they're building the infrastructure. And obviously, if you don't have infrastructure, you know, sometimes in the city and those in the suburbs might not realize this, but in the suburbs, you pay usually more in Nassau County because it's closer to the city. In the city, the closer you are to a 
station, like a railroad station or a subway, the the more you could get. Like if you're in Long Island City and you're a mile away from a station – then a subway, then it then it's longer. So it's, 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 it, your price isn't as good. So transportation is important, and I would always say look at an area, and that's what you want to see. You want to see growth. You want to see new developments. You want to see new stores. You want to see. And speaking of stores, and I can't remember all those stores that are going out of business. Isn't it unbelievable? It was. I, mean, I heard the Gap. Retail yeah. stores. Yeah. I mean, wait. I heard. Oh, I, I had and I, I forgot to bring it in. It was like some, like yeah, really a lot of stores. It's shocking. Well, it's a whole new way of people of people buying things, mm-hmm. and it really has changed very, very rapidly. You know, I look at my own buying habits as an example, and I'm, you know, in my early fifties. For those of you who don't know, and you know, I was always very astute technologically, but I was never a, a shopper on the internet until it just kind of caught on a, a light bulb went off like a year ago of how easy it is and how convenient well, with it is. Amazon you, and, you and why do I keep buying you know uh, uh, big uh, you know big purchases and, and stores and lugging them home and everything like that when Amazon will just deliver it to your door in two days for free but, but daddy going back to that question you know that's been a strategy of mine actually Buying near new construction, right? And now, for those who don't know, Ace really is an active investor, and he's young, and he's been investing in real estate since I know you, and yeah. probably before then. So, what do you look? for? Yeah, so so what I look for is not just new construction, right? So if I if I see a development site that's actually developing commercial as well, so for example, Hudson Yards. So today yeah. I'm looking at Hudson Yards. I think it's an amazing community, but if I wanted to get a good deal. I may be looking at maybe Chelsea, so, you know, an area right Something around close. Hudson Yards where I know that there's going to be a huge community there with new restaurants, new schools, new parks. But I, I don't want to pay premium in Hudson Yards. I'm going to look for something that's right around there because I know that if I buy that today, when Hudson Yards is developed, then that price point in that in mm. that particular property will go up, right? So that's usually what I look for. So I think that question is a, is a really good question. And it is. That's that's something that I look for. You know, to Dottie's point, if there is new development coming into that area, you know that area that it's going to be regentrified. So that's you know a good sign. what I'd sign. be interested in knowing, Dottie, is we see the developers in, in uh, the city in this new trend, you know, talking about Hudson Yards, of, of building huge residential communities but having integrated components of, of commercial, commercial. You know, retail and uh, food experiences because they understand that people don't want to live in desolation. Mm-hmm. Are they getting the message as they're developing now in the suburbs? Are developers well, who are building housing good communities point, in the suburbs also yeah. building well, named restaurants and that's, great? That's a good thing, but let me say this. Um, years and years ago when I worked for Merrill Lynch, my bosses, or two of my bosses, lived in D.C., one on the Virginia side and one in D.C. And so sometimes they would have us uh, go there and we would, but we were just a close group. So, and I would see all the, what they call PUDs, Planned Urban Development. So they were big all over. They're big in the South. They're big in Carolina. What, and we, so it's not like a new thing. I mean, and what they do is they have these houses and they're kind of like maybe three or four different model houses, and the, and then they have the, you have to have the colors. You can't just pick like purple if you if they give you the colors. And then they have the parks. They have X amount of parks, and they have X amount of 
uh, playgrounds and they have a store. They might have a theater. They kind of have everything in this community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they that those are called planned urban. They were called puds. Mm-hmm. Now I think what they they've never had that in the city. Okay, and I I don't know know what to be on the island that much either, other than they would have a clubhouse, maybe in a gym. Right. But I think the the millennial, the younger people are driving it because they want they don't they don't want to oh, drive man. twenty miles. No, they, they want don't. everything around their fingertips, and yep. they don't want a city. They don't want to go to a place that's seven o'clock. Everything is closed. Mm-hmm. So, do I think they got the message? I think you need a lot of land to build that way. You know, you have zoning. So it's hard for a builder to just, unless he's got, like, they're planning a whole development on Long Island, but it's out east somewhere. It's not in the Hamptons, but maybe it's like an exit 60s, 65 or 66 off the expressway, which movie theaters and discos and restaurants, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be fairly inexpensive. So I think where they have the land, that's how they're starting to think. And and attracting Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, you know, these stars, chefs. To the restaurants, that's part of the the appeal of some of these developments is they're bringing in flagship restaurants that have these celebrities. Well, let me ask you. You know, yeah. I don't know. You know, everyone's different, but you know, especially if you're young, I I would assume that you want a place, you know, where you can, you know, with you have your kids and you can kind of hang out with your friends still. And I know because I grew up in the suburbs, it's nice. And I didn't grow up in one of those five million dollar homes, but I had friends that had. So, so the parents, because there was no transportation, they didn't even have buses. I mean, they had very few buses. They had the mm-hmm. Long Island Railroad, and if you didn't live on close to that, there was no way to get around. So the taxis made. They didn't have Uber. Taxis made a lot of money. But then my friends that lived, like, all the way, like, miles away from any transportation, their parents, was they, they were a human carpool, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt like, and I was always working. But I'm just saying, so I think... That they, they they are catching on. I think even in that's what people do like. Uh, not you know some people want to have an acre or two, but they still want to be close enough to something. Yeah. Even if you have like a lot of land, they still want to be close enough to something. It's just that what they're building in Hudson Yards, God knows how much land that is. It's it's huge. It's huge. And what they so, so I don't know where they have the room for that all, but where they where they're taking some like spaces that probably were underdeveloped or like warehouse spacing or what was in Hudson Yards? I'm trying to remember. Hudson Yards was railroads. railroads. <clears throat> it was all owned by the railroads. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they're building them in the sky, too. They're not just building them wide. They're building them tall. It's massive. It is. Well, maybe they can a... build eventually buildings in the sky. Who knows? Yeah. Like, you know, the Jetsons or the, you know. The Jetsons. Remember the Jetsons? That's I how old I am. I used to love them. Yeah, and they yeah. used to have a house. They used to zoom to the sky. But listen, <laughs> I think I told you on last week, so the week before, you can go to Mars. if you. Ha- and, and so if you are one of those people that don't want to be around people, that's it. Mars is for you. One-way ticket. You can't come back. And I assure you, there's not going to be overcrowding. And there's not much to do. I don't think they have planned communities yet. So it might be a good option for somebody who kind of... Well, they don't have water, so it's hard to do on a Well, Elon Musk water. just sent a uh, ship that... Uh, Wasn't that wild, watching with, that thing With a um, Tesla Roadster yeah. um, to actually drive on on the moon, so let's see. I think he's going to send another one, too. That guy's okay. so smart. Yeah, I mean, he's so smart. Amazing. He's I mean, so far ahead of everybody yeah, else. He really he is, the Jerry. future. But watching that rocket go off last yeah. year was so well, exciting. Again, I don't want to get eerie, but the... like. 
something to think about. If there's life on the Earth, there probably is life on other planets. Yeah. They might not look or look like us. Maybe they're just in but other, in got, other galaxies. Yeah. Listen, everyone, I think the weather's nice. It might snow today. It might not. That's why I want to be a weather woman in my next hmm. life yeah. because be right. I'll always be right. Be so if it snows, <laughs> stay warm. And if it doesn't, then good. Be, enjoy, be careful. The enjoy the weekend. Enjoy President's Weekend. And we'll be here next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.